This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of Exodus. Thus says the Lord, You shall not molest or oppress an alien. For you were once aliens yourself in the land of Egypt. You shall not wrong any widow or orphan. If you wrong them and they cry out to me, I will surely hear their cry. My wrath will flare up and I will kill you with the sword. Then your own wives will be widows and your children orphans. If you lend money to one of your poor neighbors among my people, you shall not act like an extortioner toward him by demanding interest from him. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, you shall return it to him before sunset. For this cloak of his is the only covering he has for his body. What else has he to sleep in? If he cries out to me, I will hear him, for I am compassionate. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. I love you, Lord, my strength. I love you, Lord, my strength. I love you, O Lord, my strength. O Lord, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. I love you, Lord, my strength. My God, my rock of refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Praise be the Lord, I exclaim, and I am safe from my enemies. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock. Extolled be God my Savior, you who have given great victories to your King and showed kindness to your anointed. I love you, Lord, my strength. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, you know what sort of people we were among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, receiving the word in great affliction, with joy from the Holy Spirit, so that you became a model for all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For from you the world of the Lord has sounded forth not only in Macedonia and in Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. For they themselves openly declare about us what sort of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to await his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the coming wrath. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, 
They gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Kevin, here we are with the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and we have some Holy Days coming up here. Uh, On the 31st is All Hallows' Eve, commonly known as Halloween. And then the following day is All Saints' Day, and the day after that, November 2nd, is All Souls' Day. I want to talk a little bit about All Saints' Day because I think that there's some general confusion oftentimes about who are these saints that we're celebrating? <laughs> Who are these saints? It actually is a day. It's instituted to honor all the saints, both known and unknown. And so that's a really important part of All Saints Day. And as a bit of history, uh, All Saints Day, at least celebrated in the West, so, uh, goes back to about A.D. 609 or 610, when Pope Boniface IV consecrated the Pantheon at Rome to the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the martyrs. And that's all. That's part of the uh, when All Saints Day started here. And then, of course, All Souls Day commemorates the faithful departed or those who died marked with the sign of faith. So let's break this down a bit. So now these are the saints in heaven, known and unknown. So it's not just the canonized saints that come up on the calendar, the, the ones that we know about. That's there, right. There could be hundreds and thousands of saints in heaven I already. I hope more, right? We're we jamming with the lamb. Know about, right? so, we, <laughs> so we commonly refer to them as the church triumphant. Now, right. All Souls Day, we we refer to them as the church suffering. Exactly. And these are folks not in hell. These are folks who are in purgatory. Those who are in hell, their their fate's already sealed. No prayers are going to help that. So this is these are the folks that we pray for who are still working through the purgatory right, that state, stage exactly. before they get to heaven. But they but they're heaven and bound. They rely on us, don't they? Yes, indeed. Okay. <laughs> they rely on the church militant. Good talk. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> you bet. And and as we dig into the readings today, the first reading and the gospel are two great teachings on social justice. So we're going to talk a lot about social justice today, aren't we, Carla? Oh, they so are. So why don't you take oh, yeah, that away? Yeah. <laughs> this is good, yeah. Okay, so the the this reading that we hear, the first reading from the book of Exodus, this is an excerpt from the Mosaic Law, which addresses social justice. Now, Social justice has always been a priority for the Catholic Church, and in the spirit of social justice, the Church founded the first hospitals and colleges. But today, the term social justice has been hijacked. It's used as a political tool to amass voter sympathy. The term social justice is painted on the face of some very sinful actions, such as homosexual relationships abortion, euthanasia, and the emotional and physical gender mutilation of young children. And a strategy is used to portray those who oppose these sinful actions as villains, you know, those who want to impose their moral judgment upon those who are simply exercising their rights. But actions that destroy innocent life, actions that corrupt society and cause irreparable damage to innocent people are not rights. The point of having law and order is to ensure a safe 
and secure environment to society as a whole. It is right and necessary to use sound moral judgment, a sound moral compass to guard and to protect our families and our communities. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I really like how you use the term political tool there, because when we speak about these social justice items today, we have to address the lightning rod of how the overt political use of racism is dividing our country today. I mean, obviously there has been racism in our country's past. There's a small racist segment in our country today, but to look at someone's skin color and to label them as an oppressor or a victim strictly because of the color of their skin is a perverse sin and must stop in order for us to build a just culture. Now, America is never going to be perfect. No nation will ever be perfect. But make no mistake, the uniquely American experiment of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution has created the least racist country in the history of the world. And so our call is to form a just society which has to be founded on Judeo-Christian beliefs. So then the question, Carla, is how do we create a society that values and respects each person? And I think the Catechism has some beautiful uh, segments and paragraphs in here because formulating that answer has to start with the Catechism. And I'm just going to mention one that's Catechism 1929. You can also read a few others uh, after that. But it says here, social justice can be obtained only in respecting the transcendent dignity of man. And the person represents the ultimate end of society. The person. Yes. That, right? That's, that's really huge. So... A person's skin color is an immutable characteristic, meaning that nature has given it to you and there is nothing you can do to change it. And it has no relevance regarding the dignity of each and every person. So what should distinguish people then are their thoughts, words, and actions. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a just discrimination among mm -hmm. people. The unjust discrimination of defining a person's value or dignity or any other characteristic cannot be tolerated. So I think this then builds our question then, how do we build a just society? And I think we have to first start with reversing the breakdown of the family. I think many seeds were sown during the legalized murder of innocent children through abortion that you mentioned earlier and the widespread use of contraception. I mean, this seemingly has given the green light to have men treat women like objects. That leads to fatherlessness, which leads to poverty which leads to depending on the government. And this vicious cycle starts again because then that leads to further breakdown of the family. So I think really to build that just society, we have to strengthen the family. And while you're working on building or rebuilding your family, pay very close attention to how your children are being educated. Parents, I want to make this very clear. You have the primordial and unalienable right to educate your children. Primordial meaning it's of first importance and unalien means it cannot be taken away from you. We have to work to change our families and our societies and teach just teachings. And you have the responsibility to teach them that yourselves. And then once you have that all in order, live like a Catholic in this world. Where you shop, where you do business, how you invest. Every person needs to define their limits of cooperation with evil in society today to be able to stand and build a just society. And only then will we see the fruits of our labor. You got it. Good. Wow. Wow, I mean, Kevin. This, yeah. <laughs> this justice piece is so important. With both yeah. of our comments here, it's so important for us and how we see that 
degrading our society yeah. and the world today. Now, of course, there's a lot of affliction that's going to happen and we're going to be called a lot of things and we're going to be treated unjustly. And I, I think that's where uh, the second reading with Thessalonians comes in because it says here, receiving the word in great affliction with joy from the Holy Spirit. So I think our, the hope, right? We always want to bring hope in the Sunday commentary. <laughs> the hope is that affliction and joy are not incompatible. Christianity is about that imitation of embracing that joy, imitating Christ, imitating our saintly role models. And as mentioned, okay, all those saints days and all the souls days, and then realize that we are models for each other. That's that platform of social justice. And that foundation has to rest on the care of the most vulnerable. Yes, it well, in the gospel today, we also have some great commandments that Christ uh, gives the Pharisees, doesn't he? Oh, he does. And, and you know, in the very Jesus-like way, it's, it's wonderful. So after Jesus won a debate with the Sadducees, the Pharisees then saw an opportunity to test him by asking the question, which of the commandments is the greatest? Well, Jesus' answer was perfect, of course, and you know, he acknowledged that the love of God was the greatest commandment and that the love of neighbor was similar to the command to love the Lord. But then he did something very unexpected. He said this, the whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. Now, this circles back to what we were talking about earlier in the first reading, how law and order hinge on the standard of social justice or the lack thereof that's held by society. So working to promote social justice today is as vitally important as it always has been. We must continue to work to enlighten the Pharisees of this world, the powerful influencers in society who hold and promote morally corrupt ideology. And we must do so with the same straightforward approach that Jesus used. We must speak clearly, plainly, and unapologetically. We must speak the truth and act on it. This, my friends, is authentic social justice. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.